Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook that is brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Uh, see if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. Uh, check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. That's B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. Um, this is technically my notebook, but it'll yep. be a, more, it's more like a Vic Schaefer edition of the notebook. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just as it's an important game for the Longhorn men in Waco on Saturday against Baylor, so too is it for the Texas women. In fact, it's a battle for first place. Texas and Oklahoma are each 12-3 and three in the league. I think Oklahoma State, after the win over Iowa State last night, eliminated the Cyclones from being able to uh, claim at least to share the Big 12 title. It's basically a two-team race, although mathematically Oklahoma State still has a shot, and they are playing. Uh, they do play OU the last game of the year. But uh, whoever wins this is going to have a stranglehold on at least a share of the conference title. And, uh, and, and both sides know this. Obviously, going in, it's a big game. Texas won by 25 the game in Austin. They held that high-scoring Oklahoma team to just 58 points. But Vic Schaefer is quick to talk about Oklahoma is better than they were back then. He thinks Texas can be as well, even though Aaliyah Moore is out injured and Sonny Morris has been banged up. But last night we had a special edition of Longhorn Weekly with Vic from Pluckers, a women's basketball edition. And he got a question about, you know, what would you – do how how if you could pick out three things that your team has to do to win this game on Saturday at Oklahoma on Saturday afternoon? What would those three things be if you had to do that? Well, anytime you go on the road, you, you got to play defense, you got to rebound, and you got to have an inside game. And I think those are three three uh, constants. No matter who you're playing against on the road. Um, you, you've got to do those three things. Now, there's – I wish it was that simple, um, but playing them um, on Saturday is going to entail a, a, a quite a bit more. But, you know, we had, we've, we've had a couple of good days. Um, we'll have two more before we go up there. Um, won't get to go in there and shoot on Friday. And obviously with a 1 o'clock game, shoot around on Saturday morning is really early. But our kids are going to want to get in there, and I'm going to want to get in there. So it's part of life on the road. Yeah, and you believe in that, too, for folks to say, I mean, early could be 6.30, 7 a.m., something like that, but your team is in for that. Yeah, they they know if we don't, it ain't pretty. And so um, I think shoot around 7 to 8 on uh, Saturday morning, and uh, we'll get up there in plenty of time on Friday, get there early Friday afternoon and um, be able to kind of – uh, prepare ourselves for that and get to bed early so that we can get up early. Yeah, it, it's a difference in philosophy with a lot of coaches because if you've got an early tip and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, some coaches would say, let's let's get our work in the night before and then we don't have to worry about getting them out of bed early and, and getting them to But I think a large measure that has to do with the fact if you can get in the actual arena yeah. with the actual rims and shoot the night before. And that's not available. I think there's – it's either gymnastics or wrestling going on in Norman on Friday night, tomorrow night. Always makes me think of that line from Breakfast Club when it is where, you know, where – who is it that says uh, 
So Emilio Estevez says, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow my ride because I'm not going to miss my meet because of you." And, yeah. And and uh, John Nelson goes, "Oh, wouldn't it be a bite missing a whole wrestling meet?" I don't know if it's I don't know if it's wrestling or it's gymnastics, but in any event, there's an event in there tomorrow night. So they, something happened. So they don't have access to the arena tomorrow night. Uh, you know, they'll get up there in the afternoon. But they don't. By the time they get off the plane and get down there, it's it's too late for that. And the arena's set up anyway for the way it is for, for um, you know, either wrestling or gymnastics. There's mats yeah. on the floor. There's not basketball goals. Yeah, you know, you know, baseball doesn't really deal with that. Softball doesn't really deal with that. Football sometimes, if you've got an early kickoff, some coaches will decide, hey, we'll go, you know, do a little walkthrough at the stadium mm-hmm. the day before if you can get up there early enough. Some coaches might decide, look, we want to. And again, it's coach's preference, right? You might do your walkthrough stuff in your own stadium and just say, okay, once we're done here, now we get on the plane, get up there, dinner, bed, and then get up for the game the next morning. Yeah, and and a lot of coaches have decided they're not into walkthroughs anyway. Sark's not into walkthroughs. I mean, I've seen walkthroughs with my own eyes. You know what it is? It's guys in T-shirts and shorts. And they walk, or they might not even have gone to the hotel. They might just be walking in their coat and tie, you know, their travel attire. Walking yeah. around on the thing, but but a lot of times it's in t-shirts and shorts walking around out there. It's what you know, kind of like uh, the way that Rod Babers describes the combine underwear Olympics. You <laughs> I've know, heard that, of deals too. Of, like I know there's that scene in the program, but I've heard of deals too where like guys will be they'll find a, a if your hotel has a big enough ballroom, yeah, your walk yeah. your walkthrough might be in the ballroom the night before the game. Oh, listen, that that happens that happens quite a bit with. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned the deal with Texas basketball where. They have, like, it's not a full ballroom, but it's a meeting room where they'll have their meals. Mm-hmm. But listen, the, the the managers in the GAs, they take a portable basketball goal with them, which, and then they tape down uh, an actual key, a lane, and a top of the key, and they'll do walkthrough on that. And in football with ballrooms. I remember that quite often with Texas teams that were coached by Mac Brown. They have, they would have, I remember a, uh, a walk through in the ballroom at the Marriott on Northwest Expressway in Oklahoma City before they were going to take off the next day to go to or later that day to go to Stillwater. Mm-hmm. So it does happen uh, that way. But um, if you, you that's different than shooting at rims, obviously, and uh, they don't have access to the arena uh, the night before. So. Now, I will also tell you this. Vic favors a day of game shoot-around. He says his team does, too. He goes, it ain't pretty. He says if they don't get in there and get some shots up in the morning, but it's especially important when you can't even get in there the night before. So they're, they're going to shoot around at 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. Well, not kegs and eggs, but hoops and eggs. I told Roger, I told Roger Wallace, I said, dude, if you're going over there with shoot-around to set up the equipment, it's going to be early. <laughs> but... He may not do that because it's nothing that it happens in Oklahoma. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the Big 12. When they have a meet, a gymnastics meet, or wrestling, the night before, and you have a day game, you don't even get your actual internet, uh, Ethernet cables and stuff mm-hmm. until about two hours before. They bring it all down in a box and then, and then unload all the stuff. And go, Here you go, and run the cable to you. This is how they roll up there so that's that's that situation hopefully uh there's some rich ou benefactor that sees the issues with lloyd noble center and can upgrade that thing before too long i i don't know that you can do you can only put so much lipstick on a pig (laughs) 
And I worked concerts there in the early yeah. 80s when it was nice. And they've done some upgrade stuff, but they're about as far as they can go with it. It's like, like Baylor's moving out of the Ferrell Center. We yeah. from John Morris. They'll be in there a year from now. They'll be in there. So this was winter of 2024. Yeah, they'll be in the they'll brand the new Ferrell arena Center. there. I mean, TCU did upgrades to Schoenmeyer. Yep. Uh, Texas Tech's got their arena. Yes. Even like Reed Arena over in College Station, Moody Center now. Like it's in this region, Lloyd Noble Center's behind, behind there, the times. If you look at every arena in the Big 12, Kansas is iconic for what it is with Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. And and it's just that's the way it is. Now they did a great deal of stuff for the add-on stuff from the outside with that athletic hall of fame thing and all that. But the actual basketball uh structure itself. It's a cathedral. It is. Uh Oklahoma State, similar. That Gallagher is an old thing. Now they they did the uh sheared off the top and built up from there, although many will tell you the atmosphere isn't quite like it was in the old days when they had 6,381 yeah. was the capacity in that. Uh, Iowa State, Hilton College seems great. Great, great arena. It was built in 1971, but it's and, – and, and it's like 11,000, 13,000. 14,000. 14,000. And it's really well kept. Same thing in West Virginia. It's an older building, yeah. uh, old concrete structure, uh, but they, they've – Taking good care of it, yeah. Uh, so, so there's that. Um, uh, you mentioned Baylor's getting the new building, Texas Tech's arena, United Supermarkets Arena is a really nice arena. Uh, Kansas State Bramlage is is a nice arena. The way it's done. So, the teams are upgrading, <laughs> either getting new ones or, or upgrading the old. There's one you haven't mentioned yet, Greg, and that would be Oklahoma. Well, like I said, all is, of those are like that. Oklahoma is just kind of aged and not well. So we'll see how that is going forward. I, I, they're going to have to step up a lot of things when they go to the SEC, yeah. and that's been talked about a lot up north of the Red River.